the power of 692 patrons and counting, it's Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast every week on the Laser Time Network, hosted by me, the comic master himself, Henry Gilbert, H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter! Well, when they're paying, I'm, now that they're paying me for it, I got better give them some energy. I'm Chris Antista. Playing the part of Droopy Dog this week, no, Chris Antista. I, mean, I am exhausted. I'm and, a, oh, sorry. and we got The Walking Dave. Yep, Dave Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> no, Dave. He's got guts. We've all, oh, you know what? Dave. I'll tell you who's got guts. Our wonderful fans who have uh, who have given to the Patreon so far. So if you just listen to Cape Crisis and don't go to LaserTimePodcast.com, our mm-hmm. home site, you don't know that we started a Patreon this week. That's our right. first ever Patreon. We we had been considering it for years, but we also you know thought it was uh, the risks seemed too great, too too big of a risks. Yeah, I didn't think anybody would show up, but uh, and we instead, tried to stack, everybody showed. We up. tried to stack. My personal goal was to make a five dollar tier with a shitload of stuff in it because if enough people. People just toss five dollars a month for Patreon. Like we can give you a ton of extra stuff yeah. and not have to find go find real jobs. Yeah. We're at about minimum wage right now. It's we're not looking. Crazy. Yeah, we're not looking to get rich. I don't want to be rich at yeah. all. I love the idea that this could be, this could support me. Yeah, just uh, support it, us like, and just do it. It sort of has time. one person throughout the year, but you know, mm-hmm. I had savings to fall back on. Uh, but now it's the three of us. The three of us on this very show. Yeah, we're the main benefactors of this. So you can go to Patreon.com/slash/LaserTime. I don't want to. I don't know how we're gonna. We're Patronuses. I don't know how we're going to avoid talking about this in a way that doesn't get obnoxious, but for $5 tier, you can get a, uh, we're going to do a, a weekly movie commentary. However, we're going to do it live with video. So the same way we stream video games, you will now watch, we want to watch movies with you. We'll watch the them same way you. we play stream video games. It's a bit, a little difficult working at the kinks, but that's part of the reward. However, we've, we've done two, we're going to do two free uh, test runs and we just did Terminator 2 so you can even fire up your own Terminator 2 on Netflix and watch yeah. it with us watch the YouTube video along with next us. week yeah. live uh, we'll be back around 6pm uh huh we'll be back we'll be back with uh, Back to the Future Back we'll, to the Future's we'll, 30th we'll anniversary we'll be back to the future watch it with us live yeah. uh, and then we added a, a weekly weekly bonus show uh, I sincerely recommend checking that out it's we a little more freewheeling people seem to like it yeah. uh, we have a new theme song Dot Flish you may have heard that so, ah, yeah. beautiful um, and also there's I love it. A weekly Simpsons show. The first season of which will be going to the Patreon. Patreon donors will get it. Uh, get I a guess free patrons, charge yeah. every let's say Wednesday. About yeah. every Wednesday, a full, like a Simpsons show talking about every episode mm-hmm. of the Simpsons in chronological order. We're going episode by episode for Patreon per, donors. Yeah, each show mm-hmm. we will record is one dedicated to a discussion of one episode apiece. Like we also we got did, wrestling yeah. commentary stickers, posters. Yeah, yeah. We should probably not talk about it for five and up, yeah. ten and up. Yeah, this is. I'm just saying this for all the people who don't go to the site. And also, part of it is that this we've is a been, lot of you. We've been writing more to on the yes. site too. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we'll talk about it later on mm-hmm. here. But if you wanted to see my immediate reactions to the casting of a new Spider-Man. I wrote about that on lasertimepodcast.com and you could have read it. I'm finally seeing that kids parkour videos. That was I an know. inspired casting decision. We shall talk about that Ooh. later. Uh, and and yeah, Dave and I both have been po- posting a lot this yeah. week. Chris has been held up with a lot of technical difficulties, but he definitely wants to write just as much as us. Yes. But yeah, this the site's coming alive. I originally wrote the top 7, which was a milestone goal if you weren't paying attention. <laughs> It was unlocked almost immediately, but we're going to do the top seven every yeah. Monday, every Tuesday. The, yeah. Well, yeah. Who would do it on Mondays? Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. I, I'm writing next week's top uh. seven as a preview. I'll just say it is 
comic book related, so listeners to this will want to check it out. Uh, so give that a look. But speaking of comic books, that is what this show is, and I just mm-hmm. wanted to talk about Patreon, mm-hmm. let everybody know. But let's get into what have you been reading, and I have a shockaroony for the people listening uh, for what I've been reading this week, but why don't we get your guys' um, st- stuff out of the way? Thank you to Tim Waugh and Sean hooking me up with some Marvel codes. Uh, the one thing I did read that I wanted to talk about briefly but holy shit i read it standing up in between recordings uh very fast <laughs> it's been uh, busy it's been a real busy last three days age of ultron versus um marvel zombies Ooh. and every time i think like fuck who cares about zombies anymore it's not exci- <laughs> it's still exciting especially when like this one seemed like the marvel zombies are mostly all super villains and like the variety you don't even see working in comics anymore just like mm-hmm. everywhere is the rhino and mysterio and bullseye <laughs> all zombies and going up and like Remember that wall in Secret Wars? That's like the Game of yeah, Thrones yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah, the Game Apparently, of Thrones wall. Apparently, it's like it's all behind that is Annihilus insects, Age of Ultron uh, robots, and Marvel zombies. That's what so exists. Those are the White Walkers, then the same deal. Uh, right? so. Yes, except that they're made up of like legendary Marvel enemies. Uh, <laughs> that is all in. Man, I love that's such a clever idea of just yeah. jamming together. Oh, who's fighting each other? Characters from every previous summer event, An- Annihilation. Yeah. Versus Age of Ultron yeah, versus yeah, Marvel so. Zombies. It's so it's the battle of the events. It's such it, it a was cool idea. I, I didn't recognize. I don't. That's the only thing I won't spoil. The protagonist in it is it, and it seems to be Hank Pym. I won't tell you which one because I'm not even sure what timeline they're from. But mm-hmm. the people who he ends up meeting up with are like classic, like very classic Marvel characters. So classic mm-hmm. they don't really appear anymore. Ooh, um, like uh, Miss America, the original. Uh, well, like Wonder Man. He, uh, oh yeah, and and and, yep. uh, and you mean Simon? And uh, yeah, I think a first version of somebody that Tigra we don't usually see anymore. No, no okay. Well, we don't want to spoil it. It's, it's kind of yeah. a spoiler at the end, but uh, yeah, it's it was neat. Because uh, it cool. it's been like two weeks since I've checked out the Secret Wars universe at all. Mm. Um, so I I don't know. I'd like more excuses to dive back in there. Yeah, totally. And uh, anything else, or is that just your one? I I continue reading very fuck. And slowly, uh, the the primate directive Star Trek Planet of the Apes crossover. I love it. You love uh, every page. Taylor has hijacked a communicator. <laughs> Charlton Heston is because Dana Gould is. I, I think I hope I didn't say that before. Like Star Trek is pure fucking optimism in the future, and Planet mm. of the Apes is like you blew it up, you fucking maniac. Pure cynicism. Yeah, is outrageous pessimism, and like just Charlton Heston's character wants to destroy the apes for what he did to his. And there's like, whoa, hey, it's the Prime Directive. We don't do that. He's <laughs> like, you're not gonna help. So he just punches Chekhov in the stomach, steals his communicator, and hijacks the Enterprise. Oh, and, 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 that is great. Because Charlton Heston's character in that movie is kind of a dick. Yeah, but he's he's only having to react against other other apes. Apes who yeah. it's like, yeah, you're kind of right to be a dick yeah. to them. Yeah, like, but like when he being... finally seems another human being that can that can actually engage him in conversation, which Nova cannot. Uh, once you uh, did your idea of Planet of the Apes change any? Once you re- learned about the Scopes Monkey Trial? No. And have you read of the Scopes no. Monkey Trial? I, it feels like it was when they, it's when it is. It is the actual legal case in... You can watch the drunk history on it. Okay. But uh, it's it's the actual legal case where evolution was on trial. Mr. Tickles. And it was, in, it was in some southern state where they were... They were uh, Mr. Tickles. They, they were trying to teach evolution in school, and they said you can't. And so then it was taken to court of, like, can you teach evolution and not? And it was about the believability of evolution. Cut to 30 years later in Planet of the Apes, they are talking... They have of evolution the missing link right in their face and yet cornelia they're they're just like this isn't real no as you know as it says in ape law it did this it did this 
I, I feel I don't want to retread because I'm rereading it as well because I, I I just wanted to get it. It's, it's such a cool thing. I just hadn't had time to see, see the, through the series. It's the fucking five issues. I've been so busy. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm exhausted. Well, the next change ah. you get, Chris, ah. watch the watch the drunk history on the Scopes Monkey. Oh, trial, I will. Who's the uh, comedian doing the um, Jack McKinney and um, oh. that one uh, one of uh, Aaron Sorkin's favorites from Josh uh, Molina. Is he the guy with the... The nebbish guy? Yeah, the nebbish guy, yeah. yeah. He was in Studio 60 as well. On what? Top of no. Stuff. Uh, he he's, wasn't in Studio 60. Josh know. Molina he's, he's was. He's been in like everything Sorkin's ever Gary, done. Gary, not Busey, Gary... He's in 30-something? Uh, look, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't, yeah, matter. It doesn't matter. Okay, but Dave, do you read anything? I yes. think I know what you've read. It's the Walking Dead Whoa! corner with Dave. Walking the Dead w- noise that we have on file. <laughs> That would have been better for what you just said. This hasn't been a zombie monkey yet. There haven't been any zombie animals that I can. No, there hasn't been. Hasn't been proof of whether as yeah is canonically have they talked about how what happens to animals, zombie or no? Yeah, I don't think so because there are horses. Yeah, there are horses. It's not a lot of dogs and the tiger at one point. Oh yeah. And there's a horse in the new issue. Uh, it's Whoa. it's a you know a lot of wheel spinning from the last issue. There's sure. still the fair going on, but uh, like last uh, Cape Crisis, I complained <laughs> that there's no zombies anymore. Where where yeah. are the zombies? And this issue has a lot of uh, a lot more of the whisperers conversing, which is Ooh. that's just rad because they're all like we're it's like zombies talking to each other basically because mm-hmm. they all wear the skin. But there's another scene that includes. Way more zombies than I've seen. Than like the it, last ten issues. Yeah, it, right. yeah. So it's I don't want to spoil, it, but it's really good. Oh, what a catch up! All right, yeah. okay. it's a, it's a it's a good cliffhanger for once. Anything else? Uh, that's it. But I did I did have an idea. So what? Because of the way we're recording, I'm sure. going to be on Cape Crisis a lot more. <laughs> yeah. I I posit that you guys probably have some graphic novels you could lend me. This I'll, is true. You lend it to me at the during an episode, and then I come back the, the next, next week. And oh, and you yeah. report back. It's almost like a book club. Yeah. I like that. All then right. people in the could break, read I'll it too. I'll go grab you something. You'll pick an option, and maybe if you care. Uh, Dave will come back with his thoughts, and you can yell at him about yours. Yeah, and, and tell him why he's wrong. In the comment. Yeah, I love that idea, Dave. That is great yeah. brainstorming on the fly, right here live. We didn't fake that. That yeah. was a real, well, that's I, a real moment. I wasn't brainstorming mine. I had that idea a while ago. Oh. But well, okay. first you mentioned it, sir. But yeah, like keep in mind, my Marvel like reading. Uh, level is zero like I've, mm-hmm. I've I don't think I've read anything for more than an issue well, I'm sure Chris has something to, yeah. Chris has something to hand you I'm sure in here and I mean I have a million books and I have a ton of image trades too yeah. oh image yeah uh, well okay then is it time for me to talk about what I've read and drop a bomb on the listeners so if you're new to this show uh, you may not know this but I've often been accused of giving DC the short shrift mm-hmm. not reading enough DC going being a big Marvel fanboy hate on everything DC does let me tell you something. This week, if anything, we hate Dark Horse. They're this the only week, ones in, oh, by about. the way, welcome to Comicsology, Dark Horse. You're on, did they, on did they finally come on? Yep. Okay, they have Fight a, Club. They have an inaugural sale on oh, there now. Oh, yep. and Comicsology's app just updated dramatically. It's Took me like million, five minutes to figure every like. How yeah, to do but it's way better. Yeah. The new interface is way better. I love that update. But okay, but this is the bomb I'm dropping. Mm. I only read DC books this week. <gasps> what? <gasps> Hold on, I should have a sound for that, right? There we go. No. Yes, I I only read DC books this week. Other than the one DC thing I didn't read was Private Eye, the Private Eye book I was telling about, the Pay What You Want book by Brian K. Vaughn. That uh, guys, go to panel, go to the panel syndicate. Mm 
You could just pay one penny. For two cents, you can one get every penny. single epi- issue uh, of the mini series, the ten issue mini series, Private Eye, and it's all amazing. And now you're here to give us your two cents. Uh, well, I gave them five dollars. Pe- I gave them ten dollars total for ten issues. Ah, so, that's a good price. Uh, but yeah, it's just great. It is. I don't want to spoil any of it, but it is a detective noir that takes place in the future, and it's uh, about recovering from a massive break in per- people's personal privacy. What happens when how it's about how people can take their privacy back in an age when we've given it all up? Hmm. It's really interesting, and the art is fantastic. Marcos Martin is the artist. And he is one of the best artists going right now. He has like, it's like Steve Ditko, modern Steve Ditko art. Everybody's super skinny. It's so stylized. Incredible book. Everybody needs to read it. It is so good. It's pay what you want. Pay what you want. I want to pay nothing. The pay, Well, you got to give him one JK, bro. Uh, I believe in supporting artists. Yeah. And it's on the panel syndicate. Mm-hmm. And it and you get why did you, you get a PDF. You get a CBR. You get CBZ. You get it all. Why did you I, tie it to DC? Well, I'm just saying it's the one DC thing I didn't. It's the oh, one thing okay, that okay. isn't a DC I read this week. It's because they finally did volume two, the collection. Okay. So I bought all that. All right. Now let's get into the DC zone. So... <laughs> DC definitely gonna need a sound for that. DC at Discovery just re <laughs> they restarted everything. Yeah. You know, convergence is over. I really want to check that out. And they're starting from zero in a lot of books. Mm-hmm. And and the all my complaints I complained before that New Fifty Two was too homogenous mm-hmm. and had a lot of lame costumes and there wasn't a lot of personality and blah 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 blah. Not the case in the new in the newest DC books I've been reading. Details. So first off, well, last week I talked about Black. Canary. I just want to restate again. First Black Canary volume, so good. I love the new Black Canary series. But this week... I know Anne liked it. She confirmed she, she liked it. Oh, yeah. That means it's probably okay. If we were recording at a time she wasn't uh, working, we mm-hmm. would totally have her on to talk about this. But this week, the big one I read was Superman 41, which is the new... <laughs> Sorry, I'm thinking about some 41. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot Rock! I mean, you can't spell Superman 41 without some 41. Mm, Uh, Terrible soundtrack. You can't, yeah. Uh, No, all right. So you guys know that his secret identity is over. Yeah. The the truth is out there. And this is the story of how it happened. Mm -hmm. Because it's a flashback to how... So it starts with... It's called Before the Truth. And it's about how he lost his secret identity. In the current books, he's all his, his secret identity is dead. Mm-hmm. This is like the last days of it and how it happened. And it's just a really interesting tense story. It's written by... Uh, uh, oh, shoot. The Green Turtle Guy. Gene... Uh, yes. Lewing, yes. Uh, God, I have his email yeah. somewhere. No, the, the Green Turtle Guy is writing it with art by John Romina Jr. It's mm-hmm. really good. It... What I like most about it is that so many of the... It is Superman with a bit of subversion. Mm. Superman does stuff you wouldn't expect him to do. He acts out of character. And he's being pushed to do things without his powers a lot. Because mm. he has that new solar flare thing that takes his powers away for a certain yeah. amount of time. And he's dealing with like these dynamics about somebody having... Like dealing with their secrets. And the interpersonal dynamics between in the strained relationship between Lois and Clark. And Jimmy Olsen. And... Mm. It's really interesting. It's the most interesting Superman book since I've read since Grant Morrison rebooted Action Comics with the new Fifty Two. It's really, it's a really promising it's start. T-shirt and jeans soups, right? Yes, yeah. This well, but because it's in flashback, mm-hmm. it's it's him in his full costume, mm. his pre Fifty Two or his new Fifty Two costume. I'm confused too. So it's it's Superman who has this ability to turn off his powers. So he no. earned a new ability called Solar Flare. So Superman is a solar battery. It is the sun's rays that give him his power. 
So he has all the solar energy so- stored up. Recently he found out that when he's got his heat vision, but if he pushes his heat vision farther than he thinks it can go, he then explodes in like a nova burst uh, amount of energy, and that is the solar flare. Shoots his wad, Dave. And so, yeah, he it is his most powerful move, but it leaves his battery drained. It de- deletes everything, and so then he is a normal man for an, about a day or uh, from a day to a week. Scott, that seems like a power you would never use unless you he were absolutely sure. He uses it too sure. much, honestly. Really? Like in the in the book, I think that shows him overestimating things or underestimating his abilities yeah. or how much he needed. Because it's literally, the nuclear. He's option, in the middle yeah. of a he's in the middle of a fight mm-hmm. that Superman could just win anyway, but he thinks I have to end this now. Solar flare, bloop, yeah. boom. This meatloaf yeah. is too cold. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then I read on the superhero tip as well. I read Hitch's Brian Hitch's JLA one. Now, uh, you guys know uh, Brian Hitch. He's one Mm -hmm. of the number one artists in comics today. He drew The Ultimates. Mm -hmm. He drew The Authority. He's drawn so many great books, but uh, he's never written a book before. Uh Uh-oh. You may get where I'm going with this. Oh, no. So, let's say nice things first. His Justice League book looks incredible, Mm -hmm. and it is extra long. You pay five bucks for it, but it's a double-length issue. Mm. And when giant fight scenes happen between the Justice League, oh, and also it's 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 another example of the how out of continuity DC books are now because mm-hmm. it technically stars the new Fifty Two Justice League, but none of them look like they currently do in all their other books, and really? they don't care. They don't care. They're like, right. look, this is just the coolest version of the Justice League. And it's the one I wanted to draw. I don't <laughs> care. It's, what it's interesting to see an artist take the reins of that kind of uh, well visually. So, I, I'm saying, yeah, he's good at visually, but when I was reading it, I also thought. This is too, like, this is a lot of pages because in some dialogue scenes, you took two pages to say something that could have been a half page. Mm. And I worry, I worry that it was a result of him being, he's so powerful that he, if he said, I'll do a monthly Justice League book, but only if I write it, I get to fucking write it. They're like, you're not a writer, Brian. All right, do more work, Brian. (laughs) Well, like, and so... It just feels so... There's a lot of wasted time in it. And I just... I keep reading going like, End this conversation! You're repeating yourself so many times, Superman! Just get the fuck out of here and punch the parasite! I don't care! But it looks beautiful. I still don't know if I would tell anybody to spend $5 on it. It's kind of a kind of steep. I'd maybe wait wait for the trade if you can get 15 bucks of the first four issues or whatever. Sure. But then... Then I read my... New favorite. So I've of all the newest republished DC mm-hmm. books I've read, I've read the Justice League that's being written by uh, that's being written by Hitch, mm-hmm. jo- Jeff Johns Justice League, the new Batman series with Commissioner Gordon Batman, mm. that's Superman, Black Canary, and then my number one thing. Oh, and I've read Bizarro, which mm-hmm. was really good too. But my number one first issue, Prez number one, P R E Z, Prez. Now, if you don't know, and nobody would, but in the 70s, DC put out a limited series called Prez, which was very silly, and it's so it's corny. It is so corny now, but it was about an alternate universe doesn't take place in the DC universe, mm-hmm. but in another universe, a 17 or a 19 year old boy is elected president, <laughs> and he becomes the first teen president. He belongs to no party. Jesus Christ! And he's he you know it's taking place during the this was written during the Nixon administration so mm-hmm. i think it was just one of these things like let's feel good about politics again a, a team can make a difference guys yeah or or it's like 
The only thing that can topple tyranny is youth. <laughs> so the only thing I was in, the only reason I know Prez, because I didn't read those 70s books, mm-hmm. was because in uh, the Sandman series by uh, Neil Gaiman, mm-hmm. there was one issue that was just Prez. Like, Prez had an issue-long storyline in where he hung out with, um, with Sandman, and it was great. It was a really good issue. But this new Prez, it's now a, it's now a young girl... <gasps> Gasp. Gasp! How dare they? But dun dun dun! A girl. They've they have sullied the name of Prez by changing <laughs> it into a woman. But anyway, yeah, that she she ends up. So it takes place in 2036, and it's this amazing piece of satire. Mm-hmm. Like it is, it is hilarious satire of American politics. It's 2036. Um, the Republicans can't run anybody but the most boring person ever. There's this great mm-hmm. back and forth where they say, okay, this guy got caught uh, going to a BDSM website, so he can't be president. And they're like, well, can we run this guy? Nope. Look at all those college selfies. He looks like an idiot. We can't run him. <laughs> like, okay, what about him? Selfies too. This guy, uh, closet case. Man. So, and then they, they just say, so we either have to get somebody who betrays our party's beliefs or was the most boring man in college ever. And so, yeah, it was that it, it just goes from there. There's a guy who talks about replacing his plan is to replace welfare and food stamps with taco drones <laughs> that both monitor people and give them tacos. Uh, and then Yokiro police states. And then there's this hilarious bit where the Democrats, uh, they don't name parties, but the way they're cast tells you who they are. Mm. The Democrat who is a shiftless white guy who is just like, I just want the youth to like me. Even in an like, alternate future, it's even always going to be a white guy. He shows, he goes to, he He's uh, going on a press tour and he's talking to his press person and says, he's just going to some dude's house. And they say, why am I doing this video stream? Like, can we do TV? (laughs) And then his person says, which do you want to do? The Dick Van Dyke show or Mary Tyler Moore? Because nobody watches TV. Yeah, we're mass communicating. And so this is funny in the week that the president appears on a podcast and makes huge news that this presidential candidate in a fake universe is showing up on a basically a PewDiePie video show and is getting spanked (laughs) live by a guy in a pig mask while he's trying to tell people no, really, you should vote on Twitter. We, we've we opened up voting to Twitter to get better turnout. Oh, really? Tort reform. Yeah. Tort reform. <laughs> so, and so then there's this new internet sensation go- in in that world mm-hmm. who has a video of herself cleaning corn dogs that goes viral that week. Uh-huh. And she's called Corn Dog Girl, and that's Prez, the yeah. girl who will be president. And she gets, um, it, it goes viral, and then Anonymous tells everybody to vote for her as a joke. And then, <laughs> so then she wins Ohio. Yeah, she she and, barely and Ohio, be- beats out the Rickroll. So then she wins Ohio and gets enough Electoral College votes to mm. make it a tie between the three of them. Well. And so now it's going to be a runoff, and it's just so funny. Like, she becomes president without ever running, just as a as a publicity prank by I, anonymous but i really like just the attitudes behind like embracing your past even when no one likes it and mm-hmm. is asking you to yeah but it's just an amazing it's an amazing piece of imagining where are we going now yeah. like it i haven't seen too many comics that say from now what's happening what will this do to politics what will instant feedback to everything mm. do to the politics and to government and all this stuff and it's great satire i i love the first issue it is off to a very promising start i nice. and it's and it's a 299 one on comics all see so it's on the on the cheap side I suggest anybody check out Prez number one. It is so good. So yeah, that's pretty much it. We did 
did play Batman Arkham Knight this oh, yes. week oh, yes. on the stream. I'm gonna, uh, I'll I, embed it on this week's episode. A little update to that. Um, everything like dramatically changed for me. <laughs> like right after we got done uh-huh. the stream, I started playing again. And like I started liking. And once well, you get we out of the Batmobile, trapped in the fucking Batmobile yeah. for an hour. Yeah, the Batmobile is excruciating, and I we don't might have that. streamed yeah. the worst, the yeah. the very worst. Yeah, part like of right the after that, like some really really crazy shit happens. And, yeah. and you know that uh, there's an option that make the 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 tank control or the Batmobile controls nope. better. Nope. Yeah. Didn't know that at all. Didn't even know there was a Vulcan gun until I handed you the controller. Yeah, like, then they, I, they never they never mentioned. Then I it. just owned that helicopter. Shut up, man! I was using that awful MLG. missile as my only. Stop it! I'm no looking, one's taking my I'm looking MLG forward contract. to. I'm looking forward to play playing it myself. Yeah. I just I'm I got my copy more. when I got home last night, and I've yet to play it because Ooh, Patreon has kept me busy. And I thank you for that busyness, guys. And I also thank you for listening and continuing to listen when we come back from this break that we're about to take, when we're going to talk about a uh, all the big news this week, including a we finally got our next Spider-Man, the next Spider-Man for five years or so, uh, plus uh, yeah, plus uh, a lot of new creators announced for a lot of cool books, and this week's um, question of the week answers, and a superhero spotlight of the Submariner. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the break for this week's episode. Now we've certainly talked it out all the time, but I again want to say thank you very much to everybody who has given to the Patreon and has just supported us all this time. This has been an incredible week of seeing the fan support for Laser Time and for K Prices and everything else. This has just been so great. I kind of don't know how to deal with how all this all this positivity. I don't know where to put it. I, I can't be this positive. Ugh. But uh, it's it's a curse you guys have put on me. But I really I really do appreciate it. Straight up, thank you again for supporting the Patreon. We're going to be doing great stuff. Just stick with us these months. We're, we're feeling more inspired than ever. And I'm writing more stuff for the site. I wrote about the Spider-Man casting. Go to lazytimepodcast.com and check that out. Um, and you can also support us. I mean, that Patreon's enough, totally. But you can also just, uh, if you're going to buy anything on Amazon anyway, then you can buy it through a link on lasertimepodcast.com and it at no extra cost to you. And it just helps us with a little extra money. And sometimes, you know, we need it equipped and things. Uh, it, it just be good. So yeah, if, you know, buy stuff through Amazon and we'll have links to Amazon uh, for a lot of the stuff we talked about on this week's episode, you can find it on this week's episode page. So head over there. Also, uh, you know, iTunes reviews and uh, star ratings, as always, help. Please help us out with that. Uh, now, lastly, it's time for the Hank's Corner pick of the week. So after reading Brian Hitch's okay Justice League comic, it made me want to read an actually great book of his. And that was his run with Mark Miller on uh, the Fantastic Four. They did 16 issues straight, all great, all in continuity. It gets almost too ridiculous at the end. But until that point, it is a very, very good story with amazing art. And it's kind of an overlooked Fantastic Four story these days. So yeah, it's Fantastic Four by Miller and Hitch. Uh, We'll have links to it on this week's episode page. You can pick it up through Amazon or just get it wherever. But I'm just saying Amazon helps us out, you know, but I just want you guys to enjoy cool comic books. All right. So again, thank you. And back to the rest of the show. Avengers 
we are back for part two of episode one hundred forty-three. Steal Michael's intro. Oh, I'm sorry. Howdy, partners. <laughs> We're back for part two of this week's luck. episode. Um, so do you, let's do the superhero spotlight first. Get that out of the way. And as collect your hero. And superhero spotlight. Sorry, it's been it's been a couple days since I did it. A couple episodes. <laughs> Um, as requested on our stream, uh, our Nintendo stream today, we stream on uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, guys. Namor, the Submariner. Yeah. They wanted to hear that for him. And he is, he is, Marvel's, he is Marvel's oldest superhero. Biggest wow. dick. I don't know if you guys knew this. He I appeared. Did. Him and the Human Torch. Yep. Though the Human Torch, the original Human Torch, is not consistently appearing in much ah, these so days. So fast <laughs> water. Contrast now, the styles. These days he is now, maybe. <laughs> uh, but, no but Namor has been around for a long-ass time and is always been like i'm let me read to you his team affiliations off of his wiki page this shows you how long he's been around he's been on the invaders the all winners squad avengers avengers defenders deep six illuminati the cabal dark x-men regular x-men the order (laughs) heroes for hire and the phoenix five yep X-Men yeah. Light, X-Men Dry, <laughs> X-Men Lime. And he's also known for... I like that. That's good. And he's also known for shouting, Imperious Rex, before <laughs> punching somebody. So his first appearance was... Wow, this I... Was Imperious Rex the one who suggested this? Uh, yes, it was. <laughs> Imperious uh, Max, my bad. Yes. It... Um, he first appeared technically in Motion Picture Funnies Weekly. Motion Pictures! <laughs> that, that shows his age right there. Uh, oh, but, really, but really, his first appearance was Marvel Comics number mm-hmm. one in 1939. And so he's about as old as Superman. He predates that much. And he is an ageless dude, so yeah. they can just say, yeah, he's been around since the 40s. He's beaten up people in World War II. I, when growing up, though, he was not the asshole he is right now. He was always kind of a dick. Well, let me tell you here, he was created by... Uh, oh. Balls. I think I read that what Bill if, Everett. What if Bill comic Everett. that where he uh, ends up marrying Sue Storm? Yeah. Well, so he was created by Bill Everett, and uh, he, he was a cartoonist who would later, 30, uh, 20 years later, he would co create Daredevil. Uh, but Bill Everett is, uh, he made up this guy who was an anti hero, more of a pulp fiction mm-hmm. type character who was the son of a mer person and a human like and, nothing you've ever read before and he could live in neither world <laughs> and he was born with wings on his ankles which allowed him to fly because of course True. wings on your ankles would let you fly <laughs> uh and he was an outcast from atlantean society because he wasn't blue and he had wings on his ankles which nobody had and so later it would be retcon that he was a mutant he was mm. one of the earliest mutants and that's why he has that x-men affiliation yeah. there and uh, but yeah, he spent the '40s first kind of as a villain, and they did it in. If you read the Marvels book mm-hmm. uh, that recreated yeah. the scenes, Namor's biggest deal was he flooded New York City, <laughs> killed thousands, and fought the uh, Human Torch to a standstill. And then he was like, "Oh wait, I hate Nazis too. Let's all go kill Nazis." Like I agree. I love. He was I always love those, a jerk. Shots of Cap. Uh, the original Human Torch and Namor tearing ass through. Yeah, Nazi, as the invaders and in the all winner squad, you know, the squad. They were cool. They were cool. And, but then in the 50s, uh, Marvel's superhero books just went nowhere. They disappeared. And so instead, they, like, Namor went away as the same as Captain America and the Human Torch. And Namor came back around the, in pretty much the same way as Captain America. Hmm. So in the the Marvel Age of Comics began with Fantastic Four in 1961, mm-hmm. and it kept going from there. And as you recall, the Avengers in issue four found Captain America in a block of ice, and he joined their team. Mm-hmm. And so that was the first time Marvel was like, oh, "Wait, we have superheroes. Let's <laughs> yeah. let's have more of those guys." 
Then in Fantastic Four, Human Torch mm-hmm. runs into a hobo who seems to be very strong for some reason. And then Human Torch, in one of the weirdest scenes ever, he's like, wait, you look familiar. Heats up his hand and burns all the hair off of his face until he looks like Namor. He's like, you're Namor the Submariner. I like, burn off everybody's beard I don't recognize. <laughs> yeah. You're Daniel Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he shaves Namor, and it turns out Namor... <laughs> Namor had a hit to the head of some kind. It was just lost his memory. He had Flintstones amnesia. Just like Daniel Bryan. <laughs> just like Daniel <laughs> Bryan. Oh. And, and, uh, and he came back from that. And so since then, he's been slightly connected to Fantastic Four. Like he's mm. At times, he's teamed up with the FF. Yep. At other times, he's teamed up with Doctor Doom. He's kind of a tweener in wrestling parlance. Wow. Like He goes both ways. And also, he's rarely led his own superhero his own solo book yeah I'm trying to remember oh. I couldn't remember the last time I saw a Namor I've seen issue. him in Dar- yeah, Namor single issue yeah. been a very long time I do remember uh, it might have been a, maybe it was just an issue of Avengers but there was a Namor cover drawn by John Byrne in the early 90s or late 80s it looks incredible mm-hmm. but another part of his connection with the Fantastic Four mm-hmm. is that Sue Storm and him got a thing and oh, yeah. It has been implied that she would he's her second choice. Yes. She loves Reed and would never leave Reed. But no Reed, she'd probably be with Namor. And when Reed was assumed dead, she was with Namor yeah. in, in the mid nineties when, when Reed was dead. And as for Namor's power level, like he's he's pretty high up there. I'd yeah. say he he could have a good fight with the Hulk, he'd lose, but he'd have a good fight with him. He's bulletproof, he can fly. He's also a master strategist who knows a lot of shit just because he's been a lot around for a while. Uh, when did they uh, go against his uh, Speedo outfits and give him his fucking <laughs> 1950s Mylar I love that suit. outfit. So do I. I love that outfit. Well, him just being... Him just running around in green briefs, like, he's like technically I, now I'm just correct, I'm a cantankerous but... old asshole. I've been around longer than you guys. None of this shit sways me, and if you fucking... If you <laughs> yeah. go against me in any way, I will annihilate I'm everybody. I'm not invested I, in any of this shit. I've seen all these generations. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yep. The water will always be my home. That was that. I really liked how he was played in Civil War because mm-hmm. Cap is like, Namor, join up with us. You you like fighting the government? He's like, this isn't my problem. F you, <laughs> yes, Cap. Yeah. And then he only came up in the last minute to just say, you're my oldest friend, Cap, and I respect you. That's, well, that's so, as I get older, that's how I feel now. Like, who are you going to vote for for president? Like, who gives a shit? I could eat four years like Man. that. I don't care. Get a, give me a bad <laughs> president. Uh, yeah, another four years. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that... Uh, four years for breath. One of my favorite Namor stories that I've read, mm-hmm. uh, he definitely was a good... I always liked his interactions in the recent X-Men books when he was hanging out with, you know, the White Queen and all that. He he was a cool addition to their one characters. of the final five. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. He was one of the Phoenix Five, yeah. yeah. And But one of my favorites was when Captain America was presumed dead, mm-hmm. uh, Namor teamed up for the first time with Bucky as Cap. Wow. and And it was this interesting thing where... They both did know each other back in the day, but yeah. Bucky wasn't all that friendly with uh, Namor. They didn't hang out. Mm-hmm. But so they're these two guys who are just... They're two guys brought together by the death of their friend who didn't really like each other all that much. But now they're hanging out and saving the world together. And it's an interesting dynamic. I really like it. It's in... Uh, it's in one of the Ed Brubaker civil. It's it's post Civil War cap, but I forget what exactly. It's kind of like that episode of Seinfeld where uh, Elaine and George have to be friends because <laughs> not around. Yeah, all they can do is talk about talk about Steve. Yeah, um, I'm seeing that that Namor's uh, his last uh, single issue thing was a uh, Namor the First Mutant in mm. 2011. 
canceled almost immediately. Yeah. Oh, and apparently Marvel constantly refers to him as Marvel's first mutant, which is a sticking point for people because they said, well, sure, canonic, like in, in outside of the world and in, in print, yes, he is. But oldest is Selene, who has been around since 10,000 BC at least. Or Apocalypse, who was around from 30,000 30, century BC. But even Wolverine is older than Namor. Yeah, but uh, older is a gift to the world, old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We gave this to you in 1939. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, that. Oh, yeah. They, they, I didn't know this. I'm learning this right now. Just one last mutant fact about him that it was first, it was first posited in X Men number six in 1964, mm-hmm. where Xavier and Magneto are hanging out and they're just saying, like, I think, Women, that Namor's, huh? oh. I think Namor's a mutant. Yeah, I think so. We should try to recruit him. And they only really took that on in the 90s. So they could really, I think, to make... Namor's not popular. See, he's a mutant. People yeah. will love him. He's cross-species and also a mutant. One of my favorite uh, things on the Todd McFarlane's run on Spider-Man, the solo Spider-Man book, it had a banner at the top that says Marvel's most popular non-mutant because it was it was just a joke yeah. at the time the X-Men are so damn popular that it's like the it's mutants and then every other superhero uh, so yeah I, I'm a big Namor fan there. I don't think I have much more to say about Namor no. um, I actually the one memory I have of Namor ironically because uh, I didn't know how he, how he was such an established uh, Marvel character uh-huh. was it was in the Marvel DC crossover he fought Aquaman, he fought Aquaman. Yeah. and I, I remember reading this. I'm like, "Who is this fucking Joker copycat?" <laughs> he really should get trounced years, by yeah. Aquaman. I think he did lose. That fight was a joke. I can't I'm going to yeah. tell you right now. Number one, on a pure power level, Aquaman can't touch Namor. Oh. Namor would beat the. Uh, you don't. I'm going to tell everybody how it happened. Yeah. Namor is, it like- is a much more physical fit for Wonder Woman. I'd give Wonder Woman the edge, but mm. they're a better match. They're fighting to kind of a standstill, and then Namor says to him, "Well, what can you even do, Aquaman?" And Aquaman tell, says, "Talk to fish." And then, as if we're watching Monty Python. An orca whale drops on Namor, and he loses. He is knocked out at that point. Which, knowing how tough Namor is, he would just stand still. And by standing still, the he would puncture a hole through the whale and then explode out of it and say, Oh, man, I'm covered in whale blood. That only has happened to me eight million times. And then he just beats Aquaman to death. That's what had really happened, guys. Hmm. All right. We done? Yeah, that is a superhero spotlight for Namor. Select your hero. And guys, if you have suggestions for superhero spotlights like Imperious Mex did, you can mention them in... Uh, Drive email. on over to... <laughs> no, but I mean, you can send me messages on, on Twitter, H-A-N-E-R-E-Y-D, I do listen. Why is this one of the sounds that never left the soundboard? The sound of Spider-Man driving, rediscovered oh, in this week's Shame Songs. Guys. I love that song so much. <laughs> yeah, alright, let's get into the news about Spider-Man. Spider-Man's been cast, and he has a director. It's um, right. I wrote a whole article about it called Spider-Man Has a Star. Who's the director? So the star is ah. Tom Holland, who you've seen in nothing, yes. probably. No, nothing nothing at all. I hadn't. He'd, he'd actually been in a couple big films, or big-ish films, but he's still not a star. But he's 19 years old, the youngest person to play Peter Parker in live action ever, not oh. counting flashbacks. But And as you saw, Chris, mm-hmm. based on his... his uh, Instagram. He knows parkour. It's he was crazy. clearly showing off. I'm probably Spider-Man guy, so let me show you. I don't need no stuntman, man. I and he's physical. He's 
He's also played Billy Elliot on stage oh, in musical theater, and you got to be fit to do yeah. Billy Elliot to do to do dancey ballet all yeah. night long, like for four nights a week. It's tough. Oh, yeah, I've never ever heard of anything he's been in yeah. except for Secret World of Eddie So he's gonna be, uh, yeah. So he's he's gonna be the new Spider-Man. He's also British, like most people who play superheroes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then even stranger is director. John Watts, yeah, who cool. has never directed a feature film until this year, he has put he finished one that was in Sundance that was very well received called Cop Car, and that's it. That's all he's done. But he's directed a lot of TV and music videos, including uh, he did a, some recent Peanuts at MetLife ads. Oh, really? You may have seen I embedded I'm it in, in the I'm article. In. And also, which I said, hey, this proves he can work with a big brand and special effects. And apparently, a short film called Clay Pride. Uh, being Clay in America. That was a million years ago. And apparently he did a scene for that uh, watch our RoboCop movie or whatever thing I he hope it was me. the dick one. And uh, and he did a, <laughs> and he directed a music video for the band Sleigh Bells, which I'm a big fan of Sleigh Bells, called Real Real. It's on the if you go to the news story from it, you'll see it on there. Maybe you could give it a play. Quick <laughs> And the short Jewish Santa is coming. Uh, a quick ver- a quick note about the sleigh bells the mm-hmm. singer of it she was a child actor who we would know her from commercials for nintendo magazine really? do you remember or not sorry nickelodeon magazine okay i do, do you remember, do remember an that. excited brunette girl in a nickelodeon magazine commercial saying nickelodeon magazine yes that was Vividly. her Jesus the lead Christ. singer of sleigh bells uh, but yeah, so he's the director, and in both cases, this feels more like the Marvel Studios way of doing things yeah. than Sony. Of like, we get two unknowns, we get them cheap, and they do a great we, job. We lock them in, <coughs> and also they take orders from us and do what we mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to. They had to cast him because he's filming his cameos for Civil like, War very soon. Jesus, like, very soon. And and as I said, it is a cameo. Spider Man is not intrinsic to Civil War. He might just be like a five-minute scene of just showing up and saying, like, hey, Cap, I'm a, can I be an Avenger? <laughs> Not yet, Spider-Man. It's so important that he's Spider-Man be in Civil War. Mm-hmm. Why is it not for the moment that's in Civil War? I don't and know. And how can that be his first appearance? I think appearance? it is just an advertisement to be just like, hey, here's a Spider-Man. You're going to get to see more of him later, next that's, year. But he next could have year. appeared in anything else. He could have like yeah. swung, swung by the, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Maybe the timing only... <laughs> well, they said they wanted to have Spider-Man in Avengers, mm-hmm. but they couldn't figure it out. So that maybe the timing only worked that Civil War was the right one. Poor um, Andrew Garfield. But yeah, eh, he's happy. He's happy to be free of the responsibility. Actually, yeah, there was, it was too great a responsibility being Spider-Man. There was a story about uh, Emma Stone turning down Ghostbusters, and it was just she was just very frank about it. Like I, I don't, I can't do another franchise. I, like the script was great, uh, uh, the role was great. I just, I don't want to do this. Jump into this immediately. Yeah, uh, people hating what you do before you've done it. Though in an interview, we'd <laughs> rather yeah. just have really attractive sex with each other. Than- <laughs> Though, in an interview, she was amenable to the idea of playing Spider-Gwen in a movie. Got it, uh, like that. And speaking of movies, uh, continual Latino film... That's Latino Review. In Latino Review. I'm so sorry. Uh, who they, they have... <laughs> they get the scoop all the time, and their current scoop is that Ben Affleck will not only star in a solo Batman film, but will direct... And that, really? that that was the proviso for him being Batman. I he would see, direct Batman as well. So he gets two paychecks that way. Man. I think, yeah, I think he'd be great at that. I think I'd love to see because also he is such a directing yeah. force that he can make. I I want uh, beyond what I feel about Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. The he has such a stamp on it that I think 
DC should instead of going for a house style like Marvel, yeah. they should be hiring folks that can like no, this is a Ben Affleck film, this is a Zack Snyder film, this is a whoever film. Mm. Uh, all right, but that's all the movie film news. Movie film, but okay. So there was a there were three new announcements of post Civil War Marvel teams. Ooh. One that Miles Morales, as we already knew, is mm-hmm. going to be in the main Marvel universe, and he will star in his own book written by Brian Michael Bendis, and it is simply Spider Man. Yeah. He, as Brian Michael Bendis said in an interview, this is not Spider-Man with an asterisk. This is not the ultimate Spider-Man. This is not the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. This is Spider-Man. But what like, about Amazing? Amazing, I think Amazing will still exist, but Dan Slott has... The only thing Dan Slott will say is that he can say nothing because clearly their PR plan is to announce whatever's happening with I, Amazing. I, I saw a couple freakout stories that like, mm. there is no more Peter Parker. They, they sure want you to think that, but I would think the fact that Peter Parker has been cast in a movie. Yeah. And second, the Dan Slott's run on Peter Parker has been the best-selling non-event Marvel book of the last two years. Yeah. I would think Peter Parker and Dan Slott might be I pretty I think there's safe. room for both. But if, yes, if I exactly. had to choose, if I had to choose, mm. I think Morales is a There's more stories to tell Interesting, More interesting choice. I, li- I like well, this book so but much. But I think we don't have to choose because you saw that image. Mm-hmm. You saw the image that had four spider people yeah. on it. Spider-Woman, Spider-Gwen, an amazing Spider-Man, and Morales. So, yeah. And speaking now of Spider- how much my girlfriend hates spiders. I haven't taken her to one of these movies yet. <laughs> and speaking of Spider-Gwen, she will have her own uh, book, too, uh, uh, still. And it's restarting with number one post-Secret War. But it'll be in its own separate universe still. So really? the multiverse will still exist. What's the point? Well, what's special about her is that she there's no Peter Parker in her world. Yeah. For her to exist in the same world as Peter, she has to... I. I like it. Spider-Gwen should be the only spider person in But there'll be people from world. the world who remember the, their world's Gwen Stacy. No, no, no. Wait. She's got... No, oh, she'll, be, she'll in still be in an alternate universe. Alternate That's universe. the difference, yes. But then... But then but Morales is here, who was friends with a different Peter Parker. Like, why wouldn't you just make it the same... Ah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, then post-Secret Wars Avengers lineup looks killer, is mm-hmm. what I wrote. So first off, that it's going to be... The creative team is Mark Wade. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Muhammad Asar or Azrar and Adam Kubert, like as a triple A team. Uh, and I also, after the stupidly overcomplicated <laughs> stuff of John Hickman has done to the Avengers for the last four years, mm-hmm. Mark Wade is such a straightforward character based storyteller. Like it will be an, I feel it will be a breath of fresh air after all this Hickman yeah. crap. And also, counter to Hickman, honestly, it feels like Mark Wade pitched this would be the anti Hickman Avengers. How many Avengers are on this team? Six, and no more. There are six it's Avengers. Vision, uh, Vision, Iron Man, Nova, Iron Man, Thor, the woman, Morales, Morales, and Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. And that's it. Neat. Three experienced Neat. heroes mm. teaching three younger heroes. Mm. And, and oh yeah, Cap. You said Cap, right? Sam I, Will. Somebody did. David. Sam, yeah, Sam did. Wilson. Totally. Cap is leading the way. He's the lead, team leader. So, so weird. Yeah, I I am so looking forward to that. I really enjoyed the little story in all new, all different, yeah. uh, free comic book day thing. Uh, and then sadly, and, well, this is a bit of sad and, and happy news in the creative. You're thing. happy James Horner is dead, Henry. <laughs> Henry. You're R. celebrating R. Dick Van Patten's death. He, he lived yeah. a long life. He got a good life. Um, Captain Marvel will no longer be written by Kelly Sue DeConnick. She is leaving the book. She's been on Captain Marvel for a very long time, and I could see her wanting to. Yeah. Also, Bitch Planet is taken off, and so is Pretty <laughs> Deadly. So maybe she she doesn't need to do much more with Captain Marvel. Uh, but on the good news, who's taking over Captain Marvel? Uh, Michelle Fezikas and Tara Butters, who you, people would know as the two showrunners of 
Agent Carter. Really? So the showrunners of Agent Carter will be writing Captain Marvel. That's really cool. That I'm really excited about. And it's got a new artist who looks pretty good, too. So you should be excited about that. I bet they're involved in the movie somehow as well. Uh, And then... uh, Her quote was sort of like, if if I don't get off this train before the movie starts going, I'll have to be here another five years. Yes. And I was like, what do you you mean by that? But this makes a little more sense. You have to be locked in place. If they're giving studio people control of also the comic, which is semi-unprecedented. Or they at least want to give the comic notes to be like, you should make this comic look more like what'll be be, in the movie. It makes, like... I hate using the term brand, but like if Captain Marvel is to be a brand, somebody should be shepherding her. Well, I bet there's no one there doing and it's that. A, and also, like I feel like Kelly Sue has earned a victory lap. Mm-hmm. Like she, it's a brand a lot because of her. Yeah. She made it's really good. Like, and when she started Captain Marvel, it was not a big seller, but she got the fan outreach for it was mm-hmm. so good. All right, and then lastly, somebody pointed out on Twitter that I just love that um, that Moose from Archie <laughs> and Brock Lesnar are the same person. <laughs> Wait, and, who said that? Uh, it was actually I saw it. Archie retweeted it. They said, <laughs> "Oh, we've." Somebody said, "Hey, don't, don't they look like the same person?" And then Archie said, "We never noticed." And then they shared this ad this house ad they did mm-hmm. two months ago and they put out that Archie wrestling collection I read yeah. and it was a picture of Moose in a black t-shirt that said eat, eat sleep eat, duh repeat <laughs> duh suplex city bitch duh what are you doing that for Pliam duh you stay away from Mitch duh duh remember kids if you're dumb avoid saying the word duh you'll get take people <laughs> off the scent for at you'll least a minute you'll sound smarter yeah, the, maybe that's why, you know, Moose doesn't care about what people Ooh, think. He's just going to say what he wants. All right, and so that was all the big news of the week. Uh, pretty exciting. Yeah. Other than, I mean, front page news is our Patreon. But still. Uh, okay. I cannot believe how tired I am. I'm so sorry. Keep the energy keep up, talking. bros. You're going to need a lot of energy in the next five hours, Chris. Indeed. All right, the last week's question of the week was what Telltale, what game comic book series would you like to see turn into a Telltale game series? Ooh. And had so many good responses. Like honestly, good I want tell. to, I want, <laughs> I want to rip all these off and turn it into an article. Mm. I just may. Mm. So thanks for the free content, guys. Ow. Yeah, it's thanks, thanks, fools. You fell for my clever ruse. <laughs> Rad Martigan says saga. More specifically, a playable backstory centered around the will and the stock. That'd be great. Wow. That'd, that'd, be, really that'd cool. be exactly what Telltale would do. They would do backstory shit like that. Yeah. I would love That's that. That's what they're doing with the, the Michonne. Thing. Yeah. Uh, and technically, even in season one, when you met Glenn and uh, mm-hmm. that other B word, Aimbot Master <laughs> says, a game set in the original Carl Barks DuckTales series. <laughs> or maybe a Tintin adventure. <laughs> Both would really well, fit. Less woo, but... but uh, Raccoon Hill uh, says, I think old man Logan is the obvious choice. They love them some gritty anti-hero protagonists. That is true. It'd be the end of the world. They could just reuse a lot of their backgrounds for Walking Dead in the Logan game. Uh, Ravenboard says, The Invisibles. Uh, one of oh, my shit. favorite Vertigo books. The Matrix ripped it off in many respects, yeah. which in and of itself is an Alice in Wonderland ripoff, but it's visually interesting and kind of video gamey in structure. Well, it's, I like that the vibe of you are being lied to by the entire world. Mm. And what if every conspiracy was true? Yep. That's the. 
Uh, Michael Grimm is Elite says, a conversation tree heavy adventure game starring Groot and Doom. <laughs> Imagine the possibilities. Groot? Groot, Groot, Groot. It seems, uh, yeah, not going to need a lot of proofreading there. John Wahizzle says, Southern Bastards would be pretty cool. You could be a new rookie cop who's just recently moved to Craw County. And God, your job would suck. <laughs> Watership Down Syndrome had a really great one. <laughs> Black Sad, the Dark Horse Ooh, book. Oh, God, i got to finish Black Sad. It is so, yeah, that's, uh, it was lent to you by Hollander Cooper, I'm, uh, I'm No, assuming. no, I bought it. That's who, okay, mm-hmm. I, lent, I borrowed it from Cooper. He was the first black sad dude around who told me but it's it is detective noir in in disney animal style and so oh, like, and from like and out fries hmm? yeah animal style <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it's covered in uh, i've never ordered animal style oh it's so good they're great it's just it's a bunch of salad dressing and onions on Ooh, it. Yes. no thank you it doesn't have to be salad on a hank cheese i don't <laughs> salad dressing is my least favorite part of the salad if it's just a dry salad i'll eat that I before dressing you. i hate salad dressing hate it all i hate it almost as much as mayonnaise <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, he says the Black Sad would be a great one. Zap Rathdower says Sonic the Hedgehog, but specifically the Archie Comics yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog. I haven't cared about Sonic in two decades, but it would be fantastic to see some of the highest scoring, <laughs> see the highest scoring Sonic game in years be one that revolves around Telltale framing uh, the, <laughs> sorry, based around Telltale's famed clunky controls, but superhero s- storytelling as well. Just the thought of awkwardly navigating Sonic across the screen uh-huh. where he has to make a choice to eat a chili dog or save Big the Cat's life fills me with glee. Well, yeah, uh, you let that guy yeah. fall, man. The the, uh, the best Sonic games are the ones that aren't made by Sonic Team. Like, yep. uh, well, the Mass Effect one was the yeah, best the Mass, one. Yeah. Dark Bioware. Chronicles. Yeah. No, Sonic Chronicles Dark Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I can't believe that game exists. Like, yeah, so To weird. even say that now, like, oh yeah, you guys know Bioware before they got bought by EA. They made a Sonic game. <laughs> it was an RPG for the DS. <laughs> what? What words are you saying? Yeah, that makes no so sense. Tris Gittable says, Preacher, obviously. Your big choices would involve using Jesse's voice of God ability, which means you can tell, you can make anybody do whatever you say by yeah. using the voice of God. Simple yet exciting in concept. It really is. Yeah. Like I would pitch that to Telltale right now. Kind of like how in uh, the new Borderlands game, you have a, a gun with one bullet. So you, well, I, I guess, I don't know if Preacher's like this, but like if you have a limited use of this uh, power of God or whatever, mm-hmm. it's like in Borderlands how you only have one bullet, so you have to know when to use it best. And like, I've, <laughs> I've still haven't used it, I'm three episodes in. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Okay. Back with Dave's homework. Let's Ooh. let's get to the homework in a second, but real quick, Monfro Sloan says Judge Dread would fit perfectly with Telltale's gaming audience uh, mechanics. Mm-hmm. Uh, his example is when you have a choice uh, to how to punish different criminals. A for death, B for death, X for death, Y for death. So many choices. Uh, Gersnort says, I would give my heterosexuality for a Strangers <laughs> in Paradise game on Telltale. Um, this book taught me, uh, taught an 11-year-old Arkansan to give uh, to give voice to his uneasiness with friends banding about epithets about LBGT folks. I'm not gay, but I'm half Thai, and so he could identify <laughs> with the struggles of Kachu, uh, okay. often unrequited. Like he's just saying he he was different. <laughs> to be half Thai in Arkansas, okay, I could yes. see that as an Arkansan myself. I'm not. I'm I'm speaking from experience. I could see. I've never been half Thai. I thought he was making some statement about like uh, boat boys or something like <laughs> that. Oof. Oh, Chris. What? Oh, Christopher. <laughs> it's not oh. my turn, man. Frosted. Fl- I prefer sticky rice. Frosted Flakes 96 says, <laughs> this is the final one, I would want to chew Telltale Game. Going Oof. through 
memories and trying to piece together the killer by eating stuff? Like, come on. I mean, come on. Uh, That's that's so obvious it must be being made. Well, there was some news about that TV show finally moving forward and getting a cast. I forget who it was. It was people that we know. Good. uh, Especially the woman. Shit, it was someone that we absolutely would know. So this week's question of the week. Yes. Let's get that out of the way first. So I just thought this on the fly, but from a pure acting standpoint, Mm. who is the best... What is the best acting you've ever seen as a superhero? Mm. Like, who did the best job acting? I'm going to go first. This is a pretty out there, guys. Mm -hmm. But I think... Uh, nobody is more natural in their role than Christopher Reeves as Superman. Really? Mm-hmm. He is just so... It typecast him later because people could only <clears throat> see him as Superman, but yeah. at least in Superman 1, he plays a very a total innocent Boy Scout, but who yeah. isn't who isn't embarrassed about it. He's like, yeah, I'm friendly. Hey, what are you doing? You shouldn't be doing that. Come on, let's get out of here. You, you should go to jail. We're cool. I'm Superman. I just loved... I loved his friendliness. Like, that's the friendly... Superman doesn't need to be intense, and he does such a great job portraying that specific type of Superman. Now, it might be because he was a very inexperienced actor at the time. Mm-hmm. It's his first big job, but he doesn't come in with a lot of hang-ups. Like, he's just himself. He puts so much of himself on the role. I don't know if it's my favorite, but off the top of my head, I want to give props at least to Michael Keaton's Batman. We oh, were yeah. talking about that during the Arkham stream. If we're talking just of that era of Batman's alone, I mean, Kilmer looked more like Batman, <laughs> yeah. but I really, really like the way Keaton played Bruce Wayne. I oh, really yeah. do, it, like, because we were talking about how much we love the animated series, and, like, everybody kind of plays Bruce Wayne as a cruel joke like Clark Clark Kent, but, yeah. you know, there really there was a real Bruce Wayne, like, and... But Michael Keaton couldn't stop his Bruce Wayne from being funny and lively of just saying, like, I don't think I've ever eaten in this But just, yeah, but just kind of charismatic, <laughs> yeah. and, like, where, like, Val's was super brooding, and George mm-hmm. Clooney's was just silly, although possibly not his fault... And and then but then you think of Christian Bales and his is just like a straight up lie, like all the time he's just all he's doing is lying all all day so he could go home and be Batman. Yep. Um, and I don't I don't believe that that dichotomy was necessarily. He can't there. stand being Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Like, so Keaton's really... character did like being Bruce Wayne, like things about being himself, but had this other thing that he needed to do. I don't know. Like I, I, I think it's like a super that. nuanced performance when you look at it, and in one of the big probably the best takeaways from that that film series, which is uneven at best. At best. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna say Mark Ruffalo. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he basically did what two <laughs> actors two, two two actors had entire movies to do what he accomplished in like one yeah. third or one in fourth like, of yeah, the Avengers. In like yeah, thirty minutes at best. Yeah. yeah. And when you, especially time. when you think the the, the mocap performance he brings to Hulk, especially in the last oh, yeah. movie, which I don't think got a, enough praise. That like, mm-hmm. what a sympathetic beast like yeah. he ends up becoming. Yeah. His him in Ultron especially he's mm-hmm. so good and yeah just him. Mark Revel is such just a great naturalistic actor, and you can see like all this pain on his face, yeah, totally. which is totally good. You need a guy who can show pain on his face to mm-hmm. be Bruce Banner. Like, I can't even. Remember. Who was the Ang Lee Hulk? Um, Eric Bana. Uh, Eric Bana. Yeah, just yeah, that, that didn't work. Not even so register. Well. Nope. <laughs> no, he's almost like Tom Jane yeah. to me. Of just like, oh yeah, you just were. My kids back. People tried to make you famous, and yeah. but it didn't work <laughs> out so well. And then like Edward Norton is the opposite, where it's like he's an alright Bruce Wayne, but I don't remember anything Bruce about. Ba- the, yeah, sorry, Bruce Banner. Uh, but I don't remember anything about his Hulk. Nah, you shouldn't. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's this week's question of the week. Answer that on the forums. There'll be a section for it. There'll be a link to it on this week's episode page. And I have uh, the first it, ever episode of Dave's homework. Yeah. <laughs> Dave's homework. 
You got. Right. I want a reading rainbow sound effect for next week. That's that's very good. So what what choices do we have? So I went just and pulled as quick as I could out of my room. We have a copy of Sean Murphy's Punk Rock Jesus. This is excellent. And please, Dave, don't judge by their thickness. You don't have to have yeah. read the whole thing. You you could um, see you can Dave's reaction. You can you can even turn reaction. it back in Ooh. if you're. It, like, yeah. But bear in mind, Punk Rock Jesus has no color. It's about uh, somebody finds the Shroud of Turin and clones Jesus and makes him sit on a reality show island by himself and be filmed for his entire life. All and right. guess how he ends up turning out? Um, and all right, that's a, that's it's not a strong start. Fatal. First, uh, the first volume of Fatal. Uh, I could, I haven't those. read I haven't read Punk Rock Jesus. I can definitely vouch for Fatal. Yeah. Very Noir. good. Um, Darkwing Ducks: The Duck Knight Returns. Fucking fantastic. Way better than it needs mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes place one year after the series concludes, and the world doesn't need superheroes anymore because it's been so uh, overtaken by corporate uh, <laughs> greed. Megavolt and uh, Darkwing Duck work next to one another and don't know who. That there they used to be mortal enemies. Huh. Alan Moore Swamp Thing. This is looks really thick, but it's a lot of. Uh, it's a, it's a, his, like a seminal work. It's a history lesson, but an important history it's, it's, lesson it's, and very readable. Could, I'd say skip the first issue, yeah, and then, uh, and then jump straight into like go straight to anatomy the lesson. Horrible, horrible origins of Swamp Thing. Anatomy lesson is one of the greatest single issue comics ever. It really made. is. It really, it really is. is. Like, you, like in fact, you would you should just read that. And then I also have uh, Mark Wade's first volume of Daredevil. Fantastic, so too. I say you take You've got a lot of oh, choices. Sorry, oh. yes. And The Humans. I, I, have, I didn't hear The Humans. I'd say you hold off on this. This is one of my favorites, though, but unless you're really into, like, 70s bikers movies and Planet of the Apes, you might not like it. Yeah. It's really violent, though, and there's a lot right. of dick and, uh, and boobs in it. So, right. Dave, it's a big question. Uh, Time to make see, clutch I'm, I'm decision. A, I'm on the edge between Daredevil and Swamp Thing. Daredevil and Swamp Thing. I'm going to go, go with... Go big or go home, Dave. You go with Daredevil. Daredevil. All right. Yeah. Woo. It's a good now, start. who's the artist on that one, Dave? Will you mind telling me? Uh, uh, you don't know. Wade Re- Re- Rivera and Martin. Yeah, Marcos Martin, as I talked about before, the artist on Private Eye. This was the book he did before this. Rivera and Marcos Martin, so good. Like, that has such a great specific art style. It's... I think you're gonna love it, Dave. I yeah, think you will. and if you feel free to incur egg Dave on on Twitter at yeah, <laughs> and maybe Dave. if you've read it before, tell your Twitter, you can Dave. Tell yeah, Dave. Don't Jesus. Spoil. Oh, sorry, at Dave Rudden. Yes. Yeah, but tell <laughs> tell yeah, you can talk with Dave about it, or if you haven't read it before, you can read it yourself. Maybe even buy it through an Amazon link on this hey page. Hey, buddies. Uh, you know, if you wanted to. Hey, buddies. It reads the same on Kindle. It's not as good as Comixology. I, mm-hmm. I know that. But, but it's cheaper. you can read it on Kindle, yeah. too. It's going to be weird to look at an entire page at, one, at a time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, you kids today. Yeah, you read comics on a phone. I'm more disgusted by I you. I hate doing it. I, someday I'll get a, I'll get a functional... Uh, surface why why all right look i i'm I'm replacing the surface with an actual laptop okay yes are you happy a little happier yes all right and you should all be happy to uh have listened to us because this was a great episode it was and boy the capper to a what a week man again i'm exhausted i can't wait to read more comics i I, so I I'm gonna, like I'm gonna read this whole series, and I got through an issue before I like woke up with an iPad on my chest. <laughs> I am very tired, very we're, tired. We're all pretty tired, but we love. It's a happy tired because yes. we've been giving you guys yeah. so much. Again, if you haven't gone there yet, and you, we'd really like you to pledge five bucks. Hit you a lot, or tell if you have pledged, tell a friend, tell people about how cool it is. Patreon.com slash laser. You ever read the, the, the Darkwing Duck comic? No, I have not. I just wanted to show you this page. It was it's. You'll love it. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> that Isn't is that a, great? That is amazing. The that Duck Knight Returns. Uh, so yeah, this was a great week. And uh, just... 
plug-wise, I mean, this week's Laser Time had I, shame yeah. songs. This week's right? Laser Time, uh, Video Game Apocalypse, Michael is back, and we're talking fucking awful Jaws games. Uh, yeah. Hooray, and the, a bunch you, of a bunch of Arkham stuff in there, too. I have softened a little on that. and You're softer I gotta, on it now than you were. I gotta say, like, there's a couple things in there we just, we're gonna sound like assholes. We had played, like, the first three, four yeah. percent of the game. Uh, um, though, also, man, shame songs number three or yeah. four, whatever it is, like, us talking about shame songs, shame songs are one of my favorite Laser Times we ever do. And for Patreon donors, uh, for the $5 and up tier, we have a, a bonus episode. We talk a little bit about Jurassic World there. Um, we also have a brand new episode, of the, the inaugural episode of Talking Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's episode Terminator 2 commentary up. And we've streamed uh, Earthbound Beginnings, and we streamed Arkham Knight on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Laser Time Network. <laughs> and we're trying to launch another show called The Shit Show, which yeah. uh, people have told me, you probably shouldn't call it that, because there's a billion other people who have a show called The Shit Show. And I Googled it, and I'm like, yeah, of course. So nobody owns it. Uh, <laughs> It'll be our shit yeah. show. We'll that be the real show. shit show. Do they like do the real Ghostbusters? Laser time trademark uh, possessive s <laughs> shit show? No. Good. Um, we'll also, call it the real shit show. Also, Dave, you had a very touching episode yeah. of uh, Cheap, Cheap Pop Podcast Pop. this yeah. week with my pop. Your podcast uh, with Pop. Yep. Uh, yeah, we Father's Day. Me and Dave did a podcast with his dad. It, yeah, it's about one of the things father son uh, teams in wrestling. It, yeah, it really kind of makes me want to have. I want my mom on this someday. I really do. Be on you your know, best behavior, guys. But I. Your, do you know your mom's favorite comic? Uh, she did read Watchmen. I bet it's Jackie. Watchmen Lee. came oh, wow. out. She read Watchmen. And when I say came out, I mean the film came out. Not. Yeah. Uh, anyway, oh my God. Uh, woo, we gotta fun go. times. We got to go. We still have Thanks four again. more hours ahead of us. Yeah. But uh, anyway, thanks again, everybody. Thank you so much. Until next time, Excelsior! Excelsior!